school gospel. That's what I'm talking about up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yes, that's for us folks to know what we, see, you got to been through something. See, see, Brother Steve, some of these folks ain't been through nothing, so they don't know what you're talking about. But if you've been through something, you know what that's all about. All right, say, good morning, Coach Fields. Because I just feel like a coaching mode today. <laughs> Nick Saban is the coach for Alabama. You are the University of Alabama. Won the national championship last year. They've won the last four out of whatever uh, years, the three or four. And then uh, uh, he's a very smart, wise guy, and I, and I like his style. And so he brought, some, he always brings someone in to talk to his team. And he brought Kobe Bryant in uh, this year to talk uh, to the team. And you know, Kobe Bryant is somebody that's won a whole bunch of championships, like world championships. And it's going to be, of course, a Hall of Famer and, and has done a lot of good things. And in his interview, uh, it, it, it was like he was preaching to me. And then I'm going to give it to you. And he was telling them, there's a couple things that he said that I really like. He says, when I play against a guy, I want to make him question if he should be a basketball player or not. Now, that, that's deep there. You, you know, I'm fired up now because he's talking about getting with somebody. All right? And then he said something that I want to bring to you as uh, that it touched me. He says, when, what he would do would look at the video after a game four to six hours, and he would edit himself. Come on here. And he said he would edit himself. And he would see where he could improve. And so this morning, we want to talk about that situation and circumstance and whatever you are. Are you bold enough? I want you to get here with me now. Stay here with me. Are you bold enough to edit yourself? To edit yourself. Now, now, now when you go through a situation or a circumstance in your life, you need to edit yourself. How did I handle it? How did I deal with it? What could I have done better? Are you with me? And so edit means? To prepare by correcting or modifying. So as a father or as a husband, as a wife or as a mother, are you willing to edit yourself and, co and correct and modify? As a Christian, are you willing to do that? Even as, as that praise team is singing up here, they ought to be willing to do that because they can watch themselves now. On the, right? Mm -hmm. As a pastor, I need to do that. We need to, when we go through something, we need to say, can I, should I, let me edit myself to find out how I dealt with that situation because I might need to correct some things. And if you don't edit yourself, you're going to stay the same. But if you're willing to edit yourself, then you make some corrections and you become a better man, better woman. Do you all with me? Because there's some things I need to modify. And what else? It is also deciding what to remove. The, I gotta, when I edit myself and I went through some situation, some circumstance, I need to decide if there's some things in my life that I need to do what? Remove. Are you willing to do that? That, that, is, that? that is the question this morning. Are you willing to edit yourself? Then when you find the truth about yourself, are you willing to correct, do some modifying? You need to decide there may be something in your, in, in your life that you need to remove. And also to what to keep in. And what to keep in. 
When you edit yourself, when you're in the game of life, you edit, edit yourself when you go through something, you need to figure out what I need to take in, what I need to modify, and what I need to kick out. Are you willing to do that? That's the issue this morning. In your relationship, in your marriage, it can be a marriage, a relationship, a friendship. Uh, if, if a confrontation goes on, are you willing to edit yourself and find out that there are some things that I need to move, maybe out of my conversation, maybe with my hearing, I may need to move some things. I need to, meet, I need to work on some things. I need to deal with some things. Are you understanding me? Yes. I want y'all to, I'm talking to y'all. You do know that, right? Yes. All right, so, so, so the key to it, I done got mine. And, 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 and see, and the first thing I done, Sister Kim, because you, you with me all the time, I like to look over there. I had to edit myself. I don't read enough. I read, but I don't read enough. And I need to study more, and I need to get into more meditating. I get up in the morning, early in the morning, I do my meditating and, and see, and I got this thing that I have me a, a little rug that I pull out like a Muslim, and it's my consecrated little rug. And I get down there, you know, the reason I said that, y'all know, y'all watch TV, right? And they have a little rug that they throw down. Well, I got mine, I go upstairs, get down there, and I go into my prayer, my meditation. But that's in the morning. And then I pray at night. I need to pray during the day. I need to read during the day. So I, I had to learn to, I had to edit. And you see, and, and, and you know, uh, here it is, tough time for me. Because, you know, I got every sports channel in the man. All right? I got all these sports channels. So I got to edit myself and watch out how much football I'm watching. Do you understand? Because I can watch more football than I'm doing for God. So I got to edit myself. So this is the lesson this morning. Like Mr. Kobe Bryant said, then his life, when he plays a game, he sets down six hours and he edits, him, he edits himself. What can I do better? I wonder how many fathers, or husbands and fathers and mothers, okay, and wives and friends are willing to edit themselves in their relationship and see what they can do better what they need to take out, what they need to put in. As a Christian, how many of you in here, don't raise your hand, how many of you in here are willing to edit your, yourself as a Christian? Should I pay tithes? Should I ask for anything to help? What can I do to do more? When I come to church, we don't, one thing that we don't have enough in here is people writing. Taking notes is what I'm talking about. All right, you understand? So, so what, I, what I want you to do is, is to edit yourself like the great Kobe Bryant said. That's a great thing. But there's another person that, that there's another thing that I like, uh, and I think it is one of the most powerfulest steps that you could ever take. And that step is we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. That's called step four, if you read in A. Same thing. It's the same thing as editing yourself. I need, when I do something, I need to make really sure. I need to really search fearlessly. That means I'm not afraid of what I'm going to find. All right? I'm not afraid of the truth. All right? I've got to live my truth. How many of you here want to live your truth? Well, to live your truth, then you're going to have to edit yourself. To live your truth, you're going to have to make a fearless ser a searching of your life. And I mean fearless means I'm not afraid of what I might find. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you're going to find some stuff. That you're going to find some stuff in your life that you need to deal with. Now, here, I'm going to leave this with you, okay? 
you need a moral inventory, and a moral inventory is? It is assessment of one's life up to this point. So up to this point, have you, would you willing to do this? You need to work on the four steps. Say four step. Four step. And, and do this up to this point. Okay. Taking stock of the goods in one's life. Mm-hmm. And noting those characteristics that are troublesome without fear and with honesty. And are you willing to do that? To look at there and see some of these things that, hey, there's some troublesome things in your life. But look at those things without fear and honesty. That's right. You see, that's recovery, folks. So you can take either one. You can take Kobe, edit yourself, or you can take the fourth step. Take that moral inventory. It's all going to end up in the same place. Can you live with the truth? That's right. All right, keep going. It is also shaping our understanding of ourselves. You see, a lot of people, the reason the problem you're having all these issues, you don't understand yourself and wanting somebody else to. Now, that, don't that sound plum crazy? Mm-hmm. All right, keep going. It also says it's time to put some feet to your words. It's time to start walking That's right. and put some feet to your words. That we set up in church for Sundays and Sundays. We go to recovery. We do all of this stuff, but are we putting in the work? I don't care if you're sitting in church. I don't care if you're in AA. I don't care if you're in recovery. I don't care where you're at. If you are not putting in the work, it ain't going to work. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to put in the work for it to work. Say amen to that. Amen. You see, because here's what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do here is to become better who? Christians. We're trying to become better Christians. Some of you are probably good employees, but you're supposed to be a Christian before you're an employee. All right? And so what we're talking about this morning, and I'm trying to get everybody this morning, we're going to edit ourselves as a, I got to edit myself as a God-man, husband, father, grandfather, friend, pastor. You got to edit yourself. I got to edit myself on all those things. And be willing to face the truth about where I'm at weekend. And there's many, there's some of you in here. Now, this ain't just husband and wife. This is friendships. This is as a father. Are you as a father? Will you edit yourself? Are you not afraid to do that fourth step and do that researching, fearlessly searching, taking inventory of your life and finding out what kind of father you are, what kind of mother you are? Are you with me where I'm coming from? You see, let, let me tell you something here. You can't, one of these days, let me get out here because I want to talk to you all. If you don't get it right, it'll catch up with you. You better believe it. If you don't get it right, it'll catch up with you. You let some, I love my recovery people. You let them stop coming. Stop coming to church. Stop going to recover. You see, you can't do that, all right? We must edit our lives. We must take that fearless inventory of our lives and not be afraid of what we're going to find. You're going, I don't care who's in there, I'm going to make everybody comfortable. Uh, if you do that, you're going to find junk. That's anybody in here, you're going to find stuff. You see, we're in the church. We're going to find stuff, right? Everybody got some stuff that stinks, all right? So here's what we're talking about. I said that. We need to get rid of that, right? If it smells funny, it probably is funny. But you got to be able to get rid of it. No, this is Christ Temple North because we don't play around over here. We are not afraid to deal with the issues in our lives because we're tired of just being, I go to church. I'm a Christian. No. Who am I really? 
When I went to a church and I spoke and they had all these bishops and all these folks up in there and I said, you know, God knows who we are up under these clothes. You know that. You know, he knows who we really are. You see, the, one of the things that we had in here before that we had, to get, we had to get in check is there were people trying to be other things first other than a Christian. So no, whatever title you got in here, you a Christian first. You ain't security first in here. You a Christian first. Amen? Amen. Uh, isn't that right? You're, you're, you're a Christian before you're an usher because you make you a good usher, right? Unfortunately, some of the ushers got to deal with some people that don't have Christian-like attitudes. Travis, I had to say it. I had to say that. I, had to, I couldn't help myself. You see, y'all look good in here sitting down here. I want you to sit down here. And the usher's trying to tell you to sit down here because pastor wants to be so he, you can, he can feel your energy. And you ought to be so you can feel his energy. Isn't that right? And some of you get mad when I told you in the 60s. That's over, folks. Quit looking in the back of the church. You can go at the front of the bus. Come on. All right. So... We, we ain't afraid to edit ourselves. Say, uh, now, wait, not everybody. We are not, remember I said the great Kobe Bryant was, was talking to the athletes and says, I edit myself four to six hours watching a game to see what I can do to up my game. So what we're going to do this morning is we ain't afraid to edit ourselves because we ain't afraid to up our game as a Christian. Isn't, isn't that right? right. And that, uh, come on here. That's as a father. That's as a husband, that's a father, that's as a mother, that is as a wife, that is your brother, sister, that is a friend, whatever relationship we're in. And we're not afraid to do that. As a person, we're not afraid. Come on here. As a person, we're not afraid to edit ourselves. We're not afraid to do that searching, right? That step will save your life. Because I'm telling you, I love y'all in here, I'm telling you. If you don't get it fixed, it'll catch up with you. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. All right? Are we good? I have no idea where I'm at. Uh, now we're going to turn to okay. Matthew 25, verse 1 through 13. We're going to read from King James. And see, see, this, this is what I'm talking about. Listen to me. Everybody, y'all turn. And when you get to turn, I want you to look, in my, look at my face. Yeah, good. If you don't get it fixed and you don't get it completely the way it should be, it will catch up with you. It doesn't matter if it's physically, mentally, spiritually, emo emotionally, or financially. Sooner or later, it will catch up with you. We had a class on communication that was off the chain yesterday. Yeah, wasn't that, wasn't that off the chain? And, and I'm going to look at the ceiling, and some of the folks that keep going, dating folks and kicking out of folks and going around a circle wasn't there. A lot of us were there, and we found out we need to do some work in some areas of our own lives. Amen? Amen. And, well, I got to give a credit. It was a full house in our place over there. We had to bring our chairs. And it, she taught us things about ourselves. And it, it's in, so, so here's one of the things here. It made us edit ourselves. She made us edit ourselves, and we've done some role playing and some things. Some husbands and wives got there, and it got kind of, yeah. <laughs> because we, we weren't afraid to be fearless. Yeah, wherever you at right now, don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. If you're struggling in some areas of your life, you need to face the truth. Why am I here? Why do I always wind up here? Why it's like a circle? Why do I keep repeating myself? We need to edit yourself. That's right. You need to take, you need to, come on now. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. You need to make a, a, a fearless, uh, excuse me, a searching, a fearless moral inventory of your li yourself. Don't be scared of it because if there's any problem going on in your life, it's with you, not somebody else. Let me tell you something. I want it to be me. Ask me why. Right. I can work me. I can't do nothing with that person sitting over here. That's right. I, I, can get my, I can fix me. 
You said, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not afraid to you know, take a moral inventory of me because it's going to make me better. Now, it's going to be painful because I'm going to find some things that I don't like about myself. Right. All right, now listen to me. Don't ever forget what I'm getting ready to tell you. If you don't get it together in areas of your life, it'll catch up with you. It'll catch up with you sooner or later. As somebody's been incarcerated, as somebody's in that, one of those elderly homes too soon, as somebody that lost somebody, as somebody that's filed bankruptcy, as somebody, and some of y'all can ask each other, as somebody's got a divorce, didn't work on that thing. Yes, yes, didn't work on that thing, didn't take inventory of that thing, didn't fix things, and it fell apart. It will catch up with you sooner or later. That's right. Here we go. All right, in Matthew, verse 1, Bless then you. shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. But Jesus says so, then, the, then uh, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins. Now this is the master talking. He talked in parables so that we could get a better understanding of what he meant. Okay? We're talking ten virgins. Say that, ten virgins. Ten virgins. All right. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And, and, and they, they, they took their lamps and, and the bridegroom was coming and, and they was all excited about it. And all ten of them took their lamps. Mm-hmm. All right? And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. There were five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. I hope that there's more than 50% of the people going to get this message today. You see, five are wise, five are foolish. We're going to find out. Remember, foolishness will catch up with you sooner or later. It'll catch up with you sooner or later. All right? They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. See, those, wait a minute, those that were foolish took their lamps but didn't take nothing extra with them. That's right. It's like working and don't put a little money aside. Right. <laughs> huh? Come on here. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's what the Bible said. This is Master Jesus is teaching us a lesson here. He's saying five of them were foolish, and he said a foolish person is a person that don't take nothing extra. That's right. <laughs> you see? Do you understand? That's like go, trying to go someplace where you know you need a full tank of gas and you only got a half a tank. And ain't got no money in your pocket. Right. And no credit card. Right. That's stupid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. That, that, that's coming here in the church and listening to all this great wisdom and only taking half of it. Well. Come to church half the time, every now and then. Huh? Come on here. You see what I'm saying? And then wanting to be like somebody that does it all the time. Huh? Yeah, that, that's, that's like somebody does not take care of their body, right? And then see somebody does take care of their body and, and looks at it and says, well, why are they healthy? Well, they, done a, they had a healthy diet. Somebody needs to help me with this here, you see? Because what you do, what you do, you see, will catch, and, do, and not do will catch up with you. All right? So again, the foolish took their lamps with no oil, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Yeah, see, they had their lamps filled, but they took something else in case. Yep. You got to have some in cases in your life. That's right. You see, you know, I think I'm all right, but I got insurance in case. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got metal in- medical insurance in case, Sister Cozy. I got car insurance in case. I got insurance on my house in case. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if it happens, then I'm, I'm good because I got some oil in my lamp. Come on here. That's right. You understand? I'm good to some people around me in case I need them. That's right. Huh? 
you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got some in case people. Yeah, because you know, something can happen to me and I might need a ride. I might need a visit at the hospital. I might need a prayer. I might need some encouragement. So I got some in case people. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, got a little savings in case. Uh huh. You know, say I got a little play money, but I got a little savings money in case. If you don't use the play money, you put it in the other money, and you keep building it in case. You see, you see, I'm getting a little older now, and the older I get, the better I treat Sister Gwen. <laughs> Come on here, in case. Yeah, you see what I, you see what I'm talking about up here. Yeah. You see, you better hear what I'm talking about here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you don't know how you're going to end up. So you better get it right in case. Come on here. In case, you better get it right. Ain't that right, Logan? Yeah, I know you said that. You see what I'm talking about? We having fun, but because if you don't do it, Sister Evelyn, if you don't do it, I'm telling you, it will catch up with you sooner or later. You see, there's some people all alone right now that didn't get this message. They thought they was going to be okay. And they ain't okay. And they someplace by themselves. They didn't take no oil with them. All right. And verse 5 tells us, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. It didn't come when, sometimes trouble, I'm going to use trouble. Sometimes you're ready for trouble, but it don't come when you think it is. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. And at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And so I'm going to do it this way. And sometimes at midnight in your life, it comes upon you. That's right. At the darkest hour in your life, it comes upon you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you handle midnight if it comes upon you? If you ain't got that in case... You ain't got that extra oil, I'm going to tell you, you can't handle it. Hmm. You see? All right? Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Yeah, all, all ten of them got up. Say, He's coming. He's coming. They got up and trimmed their lamps. Sounds okay so far, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil. What? <laughs> Yeah, the foolish on the wise said, give us some of your oil. Right. You kidding me? Right? What, what, what is, I, they probably like some of you all in here. What is that passive? What is that one that gives? Passive-aggressive. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> now, what's that other one? Me. Aggressive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, let's see what Jesus said the others done. Maybe they were nice and, and, and done. Let's see what Jesus says here in this parable. What did he say? He says, the wise answer saying, not so. Not so, brother. <laughs> not today. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm not going to lose my life helping you save yours. No, no, no. I'm not going to walk in darkness because you didn't do what you needed to do to keep your lamplight in the middle of the night. Right? You had the same opportunity that I had to put some extra oil in your, huh? Come on here. 
All right, so don't come up and holler to me now because you were lazy and you didn't take the time to do what you needed to do to get you some extra. Now you want to come over here at midnight in our lives, because it's dark for both of us, at midnight in our lives and ask me to give you something that you could have got yourself. Not so. That's right. Not so. Now, this is good teaching here. I ought to be a pastor. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> They also explained there is not enough for us and you. There ain't enough for both of us. So you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> there ain't enough for both of us. There's enough just for me. And that's how it is. Guess what? You love me? It'll catch up with you. It, it caught while they were running around there playing instead of getting it together. Right? Instead of getting more so that would admit. Let me talk. Let me come back down here. Come on. In your life, midnight's going to come. I promise you that. There's going to be some times when you're going to need more oil than you got in your lamp. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and if you ain't got some saved up, you will fall apart. You see, but if you got some extra oil that you carried with you, that you went to church and you went to Bible study or Sunday school, you went and did de devotion and you read your Bible and you prayed and you got extra, when that comes up, you can say, okay, I'm good. I can make it. I can make it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you ain't on your knees enough, you're going to fall down the wrong way one of these days. That's right. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, let me tell you, don't be an unprepared person in a prepared place. I teach y'all that. Don't be an unprepared person in a prepared place. You see, now, this is me talking. This is Johnny. This is from the Gospel of Johnny. I am sick of these preachers preaching these prosperity messages. Trouble will find you. There ain't no place you can go where trouble won't find you. Sooner or later, Sister Gwen and I are married 48 years, I think Thursday, Thursday, 48 years. Listen to me. Go ahead. One of us is going to bury the other. One of us is going to bury the other. You see, things, things are going to happen. We want a long life. And you understand that? We want a long life and it's happy life. Yes, and some of you all know, some of you all love me and prayed vigorously that cancer wouldn't take me out. Amen? Right. Amen. You see, as, as powerful as he looks up here on Sunday, cancer knocked on his door. But the way he could make it, never had a problem. You know, I never threw up, never had all these problems the other people had. And you know why they said that? Got to do the probiotics, of course. Everybody should do that because everything starts in the stomach. And, and he was fit. My doctor says, you're doing this because you're fit. You don't get fit on the couch. You see? So when it was time for me, come on here. When it was time for me to go through something, my body could handle it. My body could handle it because I was putting some extra oil. That's right. Look at me. Get that oil, that extra oil in your life. Put that extra oil in your life. You don't know who's going to have to bury a child in here. You don't know who's going to bury a grandchild in here. You don't know who's going to bury a spouse in here. You don't know what sickness is going to attack you in here. You don't know what fool might, drunken driver can hit your car. That happened last night. Somebody killed some people, drunken driver, yes. You don't know when, that's, you don't know when that plane's going to fall out of the air. You don't know when that boat's going to sink. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you, we got to get that oil. 
So when it's midnight in our life, I'm going another way. Jesus is a parable. I'm using this as a parable. So it's midnight in your life. You can deal with it. You don't know when one of your kids is going to go plumb crazy. You see? But if you got that oil, you ready. You say, I'm ready. I don't want to have to do it, but I'm ready. The child sung a song that touched our heart this morning. You see? The Lord made a way by giving me a place to get the oil. Do you understand what I'm saying? I thank God this morning. Brother Nathan, I thank God that he had gave me enough sense to get more than I need at the time. Some folks get something, uh, 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 some people get so much at this time that they spend it all. I've learned to put a little aside. Old folks talk, right? Every now and then put a little aside in case midnight comes. Okay, I have no clue where I'm at. Just give me the number. All right, the end of verse 9. The wise told the foolish to go to them that sell and buy the oil for yourselves. Go get something for yourself. Because this is about me. Sister Gwen and I have been married 48 years, right? I ain't going to hell for her. She better have her own oil. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, and the rest of you feel the same. Yeah, I'm saying, sweetie, I love you. We've been together a long time, but you got to have your own all today. Right. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if she's in it, she said, I love, she calls me John. I love John, but I ain't going to hell for John. So John got to get his own all. It sounds funny, but this is real up in here. You see? Come on here. Y'all think you got, please. Not so. All right, here we go. In verse 10, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. So those that were ready went in. And he's talking about a party. They went on in because they were ready. They were ready. Are you ready? You got enough oil? Mean that come to midnight. You have enough oil. Ask yourself that. Edit yourself. Take moral inventory of yourself. Do you have enough? All right. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord. I know they got there in time, because, you know, it's like a movie. It's always a good ending to the story. So everybody, it's always a good one. They made it in time, but they were probably scared and probably nervous. Surely they made it in time. They ask, open to us. But the Lord answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Whoa! Ain't a good ending. The Lord said, I don't know you. Because if, uh, if you'd have been here when you're supposed to, if you'd have done what you're supposed to, I would know who you are. But I don't know who you are here. You can't be one of mine. Because mine don't do that. Mine are all in the party. You can't come in now. I'm going to tell you something no preacher's ever told you. Sometimes you can run out of grace. And people say, they question me when I say that, Brother Nathan. But didn't, ain't there scripture says in Romans, he'll turn you over to a reprobated mind? Yes. That means he's through with you. Get it now. So when time comes that you need the oil, you got it for yourself. You all laughed and heard me. 
I, I, maybe somebody here go to hell for their spouse. I ain't the one. We ain't got to get hers. I got to get mine. And together we can go in together. You understand what I'm talking about? This is painful, isn't it? But it's good stuff. All right? Some of you done all your life giving, giving, giving. And you're going to give your life and lose it to help somebody gain theirs, and they'll probably wind up losing it themselves. Do you know I have a word that I use that you ain't got to edit, and there ain't no, nothing comes behind it? No. No. You ain't getting this. I just got enough for me. All right. All right. Lastly, in verse 13, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Jesus is talking about coming again. You don't know when he's coming. I use it as situation circumstance. You don't even know when trouble coming. You don't know when trouble coming, and you don't know when God's coming back. We don't know. Need to be ready. Because he may come midnight in your life. You understand? And I, I'm a life lesson guy, right? right? I had a friend years ago at Hallmark. And we, uh, a good friend, we worked in our little old space and, and we had the weekend. And he came in on Monday, devastated. I said, what's up? He said, my wife left. I said, you know, I'm trying to be, I don't know what to say now because, you know, I wasn't who I am now. I said, wow, man, that's, that's deep. I said, what? He said, she left. I didn't know anything was wrong. She left, and this is, this is true. Said, didn't even leave. That's when he had telephones. Didn't even leave a telephone. And it made him so sick that he went into a deep depression. Somewhere along the line, he didn't edit himself. Because nobody just jumps up and leaves you. Right. And that angry without a reason. If he'd have edited himself, he wouldn't have lost. My message is, because I'm tired, my message, I ain't going to go no further than that. My message is with this, this morning is, you need to edit yourself. That's right. Am I a good husband? Am I a good wife? Am I a good mother? Am I a good father? Am I a good sister? Am I a good brother? Am I a good friend? Okay. I want to be good at all those things, like a God person, and guess what? I can be a good person and still say no. Amen? Right. Amen to that. Come on. All right. Give God a hand clap. All right. <laughs>